Welcome to the Amateur MILF Society, a podcast about the highs and lows of mothering in the modern age. We're your hosts, Sinead and Rosie, and we are just, just trying. trying. Join us on a journey from positive pregnancy tests through to school and beyond as we try to untangle all those complicated thoughts and feelings that come when you decide to push a baby out of your vagina. Other birthing methods are available. We are average non-famous mums who live average non-famous lives. Although if we get famous, we're not complaining. And we can get Pedro Pascal to come on this podcast because he is everyone's daddy. Oh, I mean, I just have a lot to say about that man. All good things. All good things. He just seems like such a good egg. What a lovely man. And also it's like, I think what's nice about him is he's like come to his fame quite late in his life, hasn't he? Yeah. Like he, he got real famous just in the last few years I think it was probably Narcos and like Game of Thrones Game of Thrones Game of Thrones right so he's come come to his fame quite late in life yeah but that's great because it just makes him so much more sexy Uh uh-huh and also like he's lovely and he wore short shorts to the Met Gala he wore short shorts to the Met Gala which we weren't invited to we're not bitter and he is a massive advocate for trans rights because Mm -hmm. his sister is uh, transgender which is beautiful. The way that he advocates for her is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And also, did you know that his parents were like Chilean like activists? I love that for him. Yeah, they were like, I think they were ch- like something political and something good. It was like a positive political thing. I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing because it's Pedro Pascal. I don't want to tell lies about Pedro Pascal. I don't want to tell lies about internet. Pedro Pascal because he, you know, I mean, what a guy. I can't, Honestly, that mo- I don't want to... Co- I'm not going to ruin it for anyone that's not seen The Last of Us, but that moment when she runs out of that burning building mm. and he's like, I've got you. I was in I was in pieces. I just want pieces. Pedro Pascal to tell me that he's got, got me. Got me, yeah. And it's like, I think what's difficult for... Especially for, like, for straight women, I think the problem with Pedro Pascal is he's like... It's the, the father figureness of him, but also the attractiveness. It's a very... It's a very grey area. It's like a difficult area. Not for me. I mean, it's... It, <laughs> it, isn't it? It's like... It's like... Yeah, I mean, I'm not ashamed of it, but it's like... Oh, I can't even speak. The man <laughs> is glorious. And yes, we'll get him on the podcast, won't we? Yeah. And then he'll be our best friend. And basically, on the podcast, I uh, will ask him to hold me. And oh. then he will say, I've got you. And then that will solve every single problem that I have ever experienced in my life. And then all of the bats will fly out of your vagina. (laughs) (laughs) And the sun will shine forevermore. And the curse will be lifted. The curse will be lifted. I'm fairly confident. I mean, I'm saying this. I've not had this conversation, but I'm fairly confident that if I asked Pedro Pascal to hold me live on air on our podcast, that Dave would be 100% okay with it. Oh, yeah. Because he'd be like, that's fair game, darling. Yeah, I think I think Pedro Pascal counts as a hall pass. Oh, <laughs> yeah, everyone's hall pass. Pedro Pascal is everyone's daddy and everyone's hall pass. Yeah, I just realised it sounded quite a lot because of our accents. It sounded like we were saying hall pass. Hall pass, yeah. <laughs> I did think that's what you said, and then I kind of my brain made sense of it. Hall, hall pass, hall pass. <laughs> Wow. What are we talking about today, Rosie? Uh, we're going to talk about baby groups. So this is going to be a fun one. Uh, we just we just thought we'd put it in there because... Last week was a bit heavy. Last week was heavy. We talked about Mental Health Awareness Week and it was a lot. But the reason that I think it's important that we talk about baby groups is not the groups themselves, but it's just a reminder of socialising yeah. when you've got babies or yeah. little kids. Um, and also we thought it'd be really funny to navigate all of the different groups that there are if you don't have babies yet or you've never been to a baby group there are lots of different types you know what would be so cool what you know how in Mean Girls she draws the map of the tables and she's like this Uh, is where the jocks sit and this is where the plastic sit do one of those for baby groups I'm going to do that because that's that's my sort of shit man as soon as you said that I was like yes please I'm going to do that (laughs) as soon as I get home uh, yeah, I'll do one of those and we'll put it on the Instagram because the, the it, it's a lot to navigate, isn't it? It's very much like one of those American high school films yeah. and there's all the different groups and different people. It's yeah. like It feels like that. Absolutely. But you've got a massive fuck-off pram with you at the same time. Yeah, your baby's probably crying. Your baby's probably crying or there's shit everywhere, but then there's all the different groups as well. It's Did it's you go to many baby groups? I did go to many 
Many I did groups. go to many baby I did, groups. I went to many, but the first thing I want to ask you is what your week in one sentence is. Oh, shit. Don't yeah. be getting ahead of yourself, mate. Oh, oh. It's important. It's I want to know what you've important. been up to. Uh, I want to know everything about you. <laughs> you do your week in one sentence first. My week in one sentence is if I didn't have an espresso pod machine, I would simply cease to exist. <laughs> I am legit, like, addicted to coffee but very like very specifically pod coffees like i can't drink instant coffee anymore because it's not good enough i'm sorry but we only have instant coffee i know you do and i just make do because i love you that much i just accept it but yeah i we i we got the pod machine because we thought it'd be a really lovely gift to ourselves last year Mm -hmm. um and we started treating ourselves to a pod coffee we buy we don't buy nespresso pods we're not the king of england (laughs) and his stupid sausage fingers um we buy cheap pods from like Lidl, but it's still a massive step up from instant coffee. Yeah. And we we started by just having one in the morning as our special treat. And now it'll be like just about to pick Ramona up from school. And I'll be like, do you want a third? Do you want a third pod? I mean, we're going through those pods like... Loda's Nobody's going, business. Honestly, like Lola's going through nappies. It's, <laughs> it's insane. I just love coffee so much. I think about my first coffee... Like before, before I've even I even open my eyes. Before I go to bed, I'm like, when I wake up in the morning, I can't wait to have my coffee. Mm. I'm that guy, and it's really annoying because I don't like being that guy. I don't like being addicted to stuff. I'm not. I've not got a very addictive personality, so like, I'm quite good at quitting stuff. Like, I've never. I've always been a bit of a social smoker, but I can go years without smoking and not bother me. Yeah. It would just be if the notion takes me, and I could have one cigarette and then never have one ever again if I so wished. Yeah. So the fact that I'm drinking two or three coffees every single day and I can't live without them is is um, just testament to how much my children push me to my <laughs> limits, I think. So my week in a sentence, Rosie, Yes. is why as adults yes. are we always in the shop? <laughs> oh. Why oh. can I not go a day... Preach, girl! ...without Preach. being in the fucking shop? Oh, my God! Why is Tell me about always it. always something that I need... From the shop. It is despicable how often we are in a shop. Yeah, I don't oh. want to be in the shop. I don't ever want to be in the shop, ever. Always in the fucking shop. That is such a good week in one sentence. That's not even a week. That's like every single <laughs> my day of in my one life. Sentence. Always something. It's like, oh, we need bread. It's like, oh, fucking got to go to the shop again. And then you oh. go to the shop and you need to buy, for example, bread and a bag of bananas. You come out, you will have spent no less than £15. Yeah. On what? Who knows? Who knows? And also, another one, not just the shop, this is specifically Boots. Why is it that I cannot enter a Boots without spending £60? I I don't know if there's something in their air conditioning, but I can't not buy makeup in Boots. Yeah. Even if I go in for, like, one item. Even if I'm going in for a meal deal. Even if I'm going in for a hoisting wrap. I still come out with foundation and contouring. Like, I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand it. Something about boots. I'm like, oh, why don't I just empty my bank account? Should I just <laughs> should I just take out a mortgage? I might as well waltz into boots and just empty my handbag on the tills. <laughs> take it all. I might as well just set up a direct debit. Get my get work to send my wages to boots. <laughs> what what is it about boots? You walk in a relatively working class human being looking at Fenty foundation thinking I might as well buy some I can't afford Fenty foundation I'm not Rihanna (laughs) (laughs) but there I am and also I've like I've 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 given this curse to Ramona because if I go into boots with Ramona she requests a Barry M nail varnish every time we go in I have to buy her a nail varnish yeah it's madness i darcy really wants to go back to mexico of course and i have informed her that if she ever wants me to save enough save up enough money to go back to mexico yeah that we can't have sausage rolls every time we walk past a greg's because <laughs> we still haven't got our black cards yet greg's greg's where are you greg <laughs> greg are you listening yeah oh man that is such a shout i'm I'm just sick of being in the shop. I'm Buying sick of, shit. of haunting the aisles of yeah. my local Tesco Express. I know, man. I know. It's so hard. Saying that, I love going to the big supermarket. 
You like a big shop? I don't like doing a big shop. Yeah. But I like... If you don't really need anything... Perusing a big one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love just walking around and it... Like, I think that the best big supermarket is Sainsbury's. Oh, we know this because all the best clothes we have are from <laughs> Sainsbury's. But, like, like a, a long romantic stroll down the crisp aisle is the way to oh, my heart. Oh, yeah. And the thing with Sainsbury's as well is now they've bought If any habitat. single men are listening. Or yes, women. Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's aisles. Preferably in the clothing bit. Or the crisp aisle. Or the crisp aisle. Um, yeah, and also they've got Habitat now. Yeah. So you can go into the big Sainsbury's. You can get yourself a lovely item of clothing. A book. A book. They've got a good book section. You can get some nice nibbles. They do those new onion rings that I told you about. Yeah, that are barbecue flavour. barbecue flavour jumbo onion rings, which have absolutely changed my life because mm-hmm. I'm a crisp whore. And also you can get yourself a nice new mug from Habitat or yeah. a nice bed sheet or something. As if we've just complained endlessly about spending money in the shop and now we're like, oh, we could get ourselves a new cup. Oh, <laughs> why is capitalism so shit? I know, but then sometimes like you, you buy something and you're like, <coughs> this will fix everything for yeah. me. Yeah, I have to give myself a little treat. A I little am a treat. woman who does not leave the house mm-hmm. or cannot leave the house without getting myself a little treat. little treat, yeah, yeah. I always remember when I was at university and I had no money. You don't have money at university ever. But you also somehow do have enough money to go out and get drunk multiple yeah. times. I always had enough money to get pissed and buy myself something from Topshop. And Topshop <laughs> was in its prime. And I always remember, like, I'd complain endlessly to my mum about having no money. And then I'd buy myself something ridiculously expensive from Topshop. And my mum's the same as me. It's like, you, like you, treat yourself sort of thing. And I'd be like, oh, I bought some new shoes from Topshop. She'd be like, oh, let me see. Let me see. And then I'd put them on. I'd be like, oh, there was so much money. And then she'd be like, oh, you treated yourself. You just treated yourself, darling. She'd be totally accepting of me treating myself, despite the fact I could only eat soup for three months. Yeah. Oh, it's a problem. It's a problem. Always in the shop. Always in the bloody shop. So, Rosie, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about baby groups. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of different baby groups. I'm going to list some now. Just going to say them all out, and then we can maybe talk about some of them. Yeah. So, you've got NCT. We've had a whole episode about NCT groups before having the baby, but they also run baby groups. Yeah. We've got church groups. A lot of churches have big old spaces sometimes they are a bit too churchy though well you will get onto that they are a bit churchy but you know it's a space where they have babies uh sensory yeah uh baby cinema yeah baby comedy baby aerobics and then there's outdoor ones i've just put outdoor blanket (laughs) outdoors um so we'll talk about a few of those and maybe our experiences in them but we'll also touch upon socializing in general so not necessarily groups but just you going out as groups yeah literally like like we've just said perusing the shops with groups of mums yeah and cafes we can talk about all of that so um i seem to remember when we talked about this earlier you said you didn't go to many groups no i only uh, was on maternity leave for five months so so what groups did you go to i went to a couple of church groups uh-huh bit churchy bit churchy, bit churchy. Mm, some are churchier than others mm. it's funny um, uh, but they usually have a really good biscuit selection. Of course they do. It's the church. Um, I also went a couple of times to the NCT one. Uh huh. I went to Baby Cinema a couple of times. Uh huh. What else do we have on there? Aerobics, comedy. Never outdoor. did. Never did aerobics. Did Baby Comedy twice. That was fun. Oh, also Baby Music. Didn't say music. There's music ones too. Oh, and I did do Baby Sensory actually. Yeah. But that was when she was a bit older because I was only working three days. So I did Baby Sensory on one of my days off. So we'll just go through them very quickly and the differences that there are between them. And we can kind of cross over because I never did Baby Cinema or I don't think I ever did Baby Comedy or if I did, I can't remember it. Um, But I also did Baby Aerobics, which you didn't do, did you? No. Um, And uh, Baby fucking Sensory, honestly. I have so much to say about it. Um, so the church, we're just going to sort of do it as if it's a American high school film, right? Yeah. So your your church baby group is usually run by some a church. Uh, yeah. Well, it's in a church. In a church. But it's run by like quite elderly ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not elderly, but like they they'll be sixty plus. They'll yeah. be retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just want to use it as an excuse to like see babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not calling them nonces or anything. But no, they no, just they just want to love babies. Coo over babies, yeah. And th- there's always tea. Always, always tea and coffee making facilities. There's always a good selection of biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
sometimes they can just be a bit too churchy though i in my experience of churchy ones i think i've only been to a couple but it was like it was lovely they had toys they'd sort of put up barriers so the kids could run around and then all of a sudden they'll be like shall we sing a song shine jesus shine exactly it's like really lovely hour and then the last five minutes is let's sing about jesus and it's like my baby can't even speak yet like i went to catholic school i have sang enough about jesus to last my entire life when me and my best friend get drunk sometimes we have sing-alongs of our favorite school hymns oh wow you have been indoctrinated my friend <laughs> you have been indoctrinated uh you don't know the joy of of screaming cauliflowers fluffy cabbages green with your best friend hammered sorry what there's a song that goes cauliflowers fluffy and cabbages green Strawberry sweeter than any I've seen. This is a beet co- true purple and onions white. All grow steadily day and night. This is a god song. The apples are ripe, the plums are red, the raw beans are sleeping in their blankety bed. I knew you'd been to stage school. I knew. <laughs> I knew you'd been to stage school. Were you a Brit school? <laughs> are you the next Adele? Yes. What is this? That's got nothing to do with Jesus. I don't think that's a specifically religious one, but that's one we sang at school. There's also wow. one, um, the the opening lyrics to the song are, I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry. Wow. Those who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. Jesus Christ. The, well, literally Jesus Christ. The only, um, the only God I had to deal with growing up was Chris Dingle. <laughs> so all I have had to do is Chris Dingle, which is great because he gets sweeps at the end of it because they're spiked into an orange. Yeah. And I can't... I'm sorry. I know this was a James Acaster gag quite a few years ago, but I, I just don't know how any Christians thought that putting cocktail sticks, which are quite stabby, into an orange and a candle into an orange and getting children to walk around a dark church was not <laughs> unsafe. Oh, okay. It's madness a Catholic me. school... Um. We will continue talking about baby groups in a minute, but this is very important stuff. I feel like has <laughs> it's an experience. We do uh, stations of the cross, which you do around Easter time. If yeah. you go into a Catholic church, there will be pictures around the walls yes. that are the stations of the cross, and they depict Jesus's journey while he's carrying his cross up to the hill. It's okay. like a fucking horror movie. Uh, yeah, I bet it is. In some of them. Like, I bet. I went into a church in Mexico last year and the, the Stations of the Cross pictures yeah. are the most terrifying images I have ever seen. Also, this church was particularly, particularly terrifying because there was very lifelike... I won't call them sculptures. Yeah. More like mannequins. Of yeah. various religious figures, so there was like a Virgin Mary, there, there was a dead Jesus in a see-through box, um, but they'd dress them in costumes that looked like they'd, you know, <laughs> come from the pound shop. Oh no! Oh my goodness me, that sounds very scary. That's the sort of place you don't want to be locked in at night, doesn't it? No, because I think all the mannequins come to life. Of course, it's Doctor Who, isn't it? That's and recently crucified Who. Jesus will oh, try man. to attack you. No, thank you. No, thank you very much. So I maybe I have a bit of religious trauma, so that is why I maybe I think do. so. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, I I just sort of took it with a pinch of shock. So I was like, I'm not going to sing along to the songs. I can I can sit through them. There will be no singing. shine, Jesus shine for there me. There will be no shine, Jesus shine. Thank you. But yeah, essentially, apart from all the horror and the terror that you've just described, church baby groups are all right they're quite nice they're They're nice yeah nice they're nice they're unoffensive um let's talk about baby sensory because that's a fucking hoot yeah isn't it yeah the woman that taught my baby sensory class i'm convinced there was something going on with her she had crazy eyes she had crazy eyes yeah her eyes were open at least you know twice as wide as the normal person's eyes and she stared at you in a very intense way and every time she spoke she would be nodding Oh, that's quite scary. Um, and me and Gina, our friend who also did baby sensory with me, were quite scared of this woman. I'm not surprised. Shall we? Uh, I be, I didn't go to that baby sensory. I went to a different one where the woman was diff- different in the sense that she spent the whole time complaining about how tired she was and overworked she was. And I just thought, this ain't the place, mate. Your job is to just teach us. We're paying you £6 to sit in this liberal club. And you've put some lights on the floor. Stop complaining. 
Yeah. So what is baby sensory? Let's uh, just let's just you know put it out there. They'll just like do things with your baby. They're like make your baby play with this tin foil. It's stuff that is supposed to be good for the senses for your child. So there'll be like fairy lights, maybe like water. Darcy was very uninterested in everything. Yeah, like Ramona was just interested in my boob the whole time. Of course, we know this. Taking Ramona to baby sensory was just. Um, me sitting in an uncomfortable position you might as well have been setting fire to six pounds while you did it oh my god it's just reminded me that i did a fucking baby yoga course it was such a waste again i this was like a six-week course and it was over the six weeks that ramona was very angry so i spent six weeks watching a group of women doing yoga whilst i fed my baby whilst in a lot of pain that's essentially what baby yoga was. Yeah. But that's really nice. If your baby is like happy to, you know, be lying on the floor at See, three weeks old. Th- there are some very, some people are lucky enough to have easy babies. Yeah. And when you are one of these people that is blessed with an easy baby, Darcy's never been easy. Mm. She has, can sometimes be a great deal of fun, mm. but she has never, never been, been easy. easy. No, I totally it's it's funny isn't it i always think this about ramona it's like our relationship is never going to be easy yeah but that all for the better though Sinead, because we love them so deeply it's like it's it's weird isn't it it's like they're not easy kids but they are fantastic yeah but also horrifying yeah yeah so quite scary actually sometimes yeah. yeah 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 i am worried about her power yeah yeah well we already know this don't buy her a beret we know this um, yeah, so like babe, things like baby yoga are it's like fine if you have an easy. If baby. you have an easy baby, go for it, mate. Because what a beautiful way to bond with your baby. You get they get to do a bit of stretching. You get to do some yoga. It's quite relaxing if you've not got a shit baby. Yeah, <laughs> if your me. baby is just like shouting at you, like Darcy would just shout, mm. and she just didn't like to be put down for too long. So for babies like uh, Darcy and Ramona, I think the NCT one's quite good because it's just a small room full of toys and mums and you're in a position where you can just sit with them on your boob the whole time and you get to Mm socialise. If your baby wants to sort of look about or crawl about and play with toys. The other thing about the NCT one I noticed is it's the only baby group I went to where it felt like it was okay to bring older kids. Yeah. Like if you had more than one child, you could bring them all to the NCT one. Yeah. Whereas with other groups, it was like, oh, only babies. Sorry. Yeah. Can't have a three-year-old. But stomping I remember around. going to a baby group, um, and it was that I only went there one time because it was within walking distance from my house. Yeah. But it was on the new estate that's being built behind the estate that I lived on. Yeah. And when I got there, they kind of were asking me where I lived. I said, oh, I live blah blah and they said oh well, well you don't live on the estate why why are you here <gasps> oh my god really yeah and i was like oh just because it was close to my house and there's not very many baby groups i'm nearby. sorry i didn't realize i was in stepford wives i was just like jesus joking that's awful so i never went back to that baby no group. in fact where is it let's burn it to the ground <laughs> awful um so I never went to so baby cinema is interesting. Yeah, that I never was went a, to that. That was a good one for me because it meant that I could just sit in the dark and watch a film. So and the reason I didn't go to baby cinema is that I was scared I was going to ruin it for everyone else because Ramona would scream the whole time. I, I honestly, I went maybe three or four times. Yeah. Every time someone's baby was crying. Yeah. And no one cared. Yeah, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. I wish I'd have gone to that. And like. If your baby is breastfed, you can just put them on the, on the boob yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they will most likely fall asleep. So the idea of baby cinema is that it's not quite as loud and the lights are on. Is that right? Or the lights are like slightly on. So the lights are dimmed. Yeah. yeah. So you can sit and watch a film, but also you, it doesn't matter if your baby's crying, you can feed them and stuff. Yeah. And it's in the morning, which is always good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. If you're thinking of, I mean, I didn't go to it, but I, I wish I'd sort of, I wish I'd gone to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, baby comedy i don't know that if this is a thing that's done generally or if this is just a because that was at lcb wasn't it yeah i know that they do them in various places around the country yeah but um i went to my first one before any of the rest of my group had had their babies uh-huh and it was nice 
it was a like it's nice to just get out of the house and do something that's to break out of your normal routine. and it's supposed to be a bit more for the parents right it is more for the parents because it's like the comedy is i for think the babies the cutoff is i think they say don't bring babies over one yeah fair enough because that is going to ruin the comedy yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. like mums get to sit there no one cares if your boob is hanging out no one cares about anything you're doing really and then there's comedians that come on and they perform comedy for you and it's great yeah yeah yeah. Um, but i want to talk about baby aerobics because i got a funny story about it Mm -hmm. so i started going to i think it's like a there's different brands obviously it's a bit like all sort of gym stuff so the one i went to was called sweaty mamas so i know it's a horrible name i know but it was just like one that was close by i went with beth and essentially it's like low-key aerobics and you can either let your baby sort of crawl around or you can put them on you in the carrier which Ah. is what we did for most of it because me and me and beth went for quite a while actually so we went with them in carriers and then to a point where we couldn't carry them anymore and they were walking about so we went for quite a long time if i put darcy down on the floor and then tried to do aerobics i would have stepped on her again not recommended for a (laughs) maid um but i really loved it because i really felt like um that was my way of feeling like i was bouncing back yeah because it was hard work it was one of those like aerobics because i had her on me and you're doing like lunges and and because it's like it can't be very high intensity aerobics because you've got a baby on you so you can't do too much jumping um so there was lots of lunging and things like that which was really hard on the leg lunging is so hard lunging is really hard and especially if you've got a baba on you Ramona really loved it, I think, because of the movement of it. She was actually quiet. She didn't cry. And she was on you as well, she was on which me. obviously is helpful. And it really, really helped my health, like my physical health. And yeah. uh, they do a lot of pelvic floor stuff as, as well, which is really good because you forget to do those. But my funny story is this, Sinead. Mm-hmm. I, I think I remember telling you on one of the podcasts that I, my period didn't come back for quite a long time with both my kids because I breastfed. Yeah. Um, so my period didn't come back for like a year or something. So I went to a baby aerobics class with Beth mm-hmm. and I was wearing what can only be described as very close to white leggings. Why on earth were you doing that? Um, I don't know. It's the only time I wore them. The one and only <laughs> time I've ever worn those leggings. And we were doing those exercises where, you know, when you lie on your side and you like lift your one of your legs up. Yeah. And I was like, I've just got this horrible feeling that my period's come back. And you know, I just made it, to, made it so, to reappearance. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna have to try and do these these exercises, like just not not open my legs quite so much because I was just convinced. But you know, when you're convinced your period's coming, it's not. It's usually like the day later. I was like, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. So I carried on, and I thought nothing of it. And then as we were leaving, I said to Beth, I was like, I'm just gonna pop to the loo because I was going around to Beth's afterwards. I didn't have any tampons or anything like that. I hadn't had a period for over a year, like actually two years because I was pregnant and I went to the toilet, fucking blood everywhere and it had gone through to the leggings, like well and truly gone through to the leggings and I had to say to Beth, I was like, I'm so sorry. Your period was like, surprise, <laughs> bitch. Hey, oh, you wanted to get healthy, did you? Fuck you. Um, so yeah, so Beth had to sort me out when I got back to her house because I was a bloody mess, quite literally. <laughs> So, yeah, be warned, girls, if you do decide to go to baby aerobics... Just, Bring tampons. Or just don't wear very light grey leggings. Yeah. If you wear a black legging, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I would recommend <clears throat> baby aerobics to anyone. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. I did want to do <clears throat> something like that, but there was nothing, like, local no. to me that I could get to. That's it. There's, it totally depends on your area. And the other thing to say about this, and this is why we'll touch upon other social situations is that baby groups are not free. No. They're not free. Like the quite church, The church ones tend to be, what, like a pound, two pounds? Just, like, make yeah. a contribution. Some some of them are, like, pay what you can, which is great. And some of, like, the church ones are a bit cheaper. But you're talking, like, the baby aerobics one, I think you had to pay monthly. So that was really... I can't remember how much, but that was expensive. Like, that was a big deal for me to do. And sensory as well, that's quite expensive. Sensory was about six pound a go or something, wasn't it? Maybe yeah. more? And especially when you're on maternity leave and you are not getting that much money. No. It's, it puts you in a position... It creates a situation where a lot of the people that attend these groups, it's quite a homogenous group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll all be people that are in positions where they can afford to go. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's... it's And that's... And like, then that ostracises 
working class or mm. lower income people from being able to access that same opportunity to socialize and i think especially when you've recently had a baby mm. getting out of the house and socializing is the most important thing you can do for your yeah. mental health yeah and it's in that and, and unfortunately you go to these places where it's like a, a certain level of you know because it's a financial burden i guess there's that again that level of judgment mm-hmm. you know like i did although we're just pointing out the different types of baby groups that there are and ones that you might want to go to and explore but um we mustn't forget that they are still rife with judgment every yeah. single one of those places oh my god yes i remember one of the the sensory ones it wasn't me that went to it because i went to one and i thought never again am i paying for that um it's just pointless uh but a friend of mine went to a sensory group and she said that all the ladies that breastfed all sat in one corner on their own to feed their babies and she was like i felt like she was like i don't know for sure but the vibe that she got off it was like they felt like they couldn't breastfeed amongst the sensory stuff they had to go and sit in their own corner to breastfeed Mm. like they'd been cast out as breastfeeders yeah oh you can't sit on the fairy light section and breastfeed or like i i did notice in a couple of the groups that i went to there was almost like a a segregation of breastfeed yeah breastfeeding and bottle feeding mums and it was almost like in some instances the mums that were breastfeeding were looking down on the the bottle feeding mums oh sorry you're just getting your bottle out are you oh i'm actually breastfeeding my child yeah i that was really hard for me when i was going through that transition of breastfeeding to bottle and we didn't want i didn't want to bottle feed but felt like i had to for everybody's health it was moments like that where i was like I'm, I'm being judged for bottle feeding the places where i felt most obviously judged mm. were always baby groups yeah, yeah because yeah. because i'm a single parent it would come up because mm. obviously everyone always automatically assumes that you have a partner yeah so they'd be like oh so what does your partner do and then i would have to almost like come out it's yeah. it's almost on a on a similar level as that did you find were there any like in those sort of situations did you find any like kind of coping strategies or are there any ways that you dealt with those situations it was just i had to you know it was very much i just had to grow a pair of balls about it and be like oh yeah i'm a single parent oh no her dad doesn't have anything to do with her they've never met mm-hmm. and i just had to own it yeah i had no other option yeah but the way that some of these women looked at me mm. or spoke to me, the the initial go-to was pity. And uh, that made me angry. Yeah, of course. And also... The, I think this was more, like, in my head. Yeah. But for a while, there was... Not a very long time, because it didn't take me a long time to kind of realise that there are a lot of women that have partners that are have like are effectively single mums yeah, yeah. more than I am. And yeah. I would rather be a single mum and than actually have a partner that's shit. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. But I almost felt ashamed. One woman said to me, and like this stuck with me for a really long time, is like, oh it's it's just a shame this, you know, it's just you two. It's not a proper family. Oh <gasps> Oh my god! Are you serious? I can't. I'm speechless, Sinead. I'm speechless. And I where did, was like, this? Tell me where this was. I can't even remember. I feel like it might have been in a churchy. Oh, type my, and group. was this like another parent, or was it uh, one of the people running it? It was another parent. Oh my god! I'm so angry. I'm saying god, duh. god, duh. That's. But, I kind Ugh. of like internalised that for a while for a long time I did think like oh would Darcy be happier if she did have a quote unquote proper oh, family fuck you whoever said that I can't believe someone said that to you that's awful I can't even find the words for how angry I am <laughs> ah, that's shocking because well, they, they can baby groups by their nature kind of bring out the worst in when people have that kind yeah. of competitive streak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And they and that then in turn can make them very clicky. Yeah, and if you're if you're like we've spoke about our struggles with our mental health when we had our babies, 
and it's very easy to lash out at other people in those situations to make yeah. yourself feel better yeah. but that's one of the things that like we're so lucky that we've got our group is because mm-hmm. we never did that to each other never and um it makes me angry because it you know we were at one of the lowest points of our lives um and we're still we were still in a position well, to have a group of people where we didn't judge each other yeah. we weren't nasty yeah. so i don't care i don't care how knackered you are and i don't care how much you're struggling because i'm also struggling yeah. you don't have to say things like that to other people mm-hmm. doesn't matter how shit you're feeling that's yeah. not acceptable oh my good lord there should be bloody bouncers at these baby groups eh? <laughs> yeah. kicking out mums who say horrible things and it's not it's not even sometimes what people say it's like how Just, they look yeah, at you or like and because i looked yeah. quite young and i was kind of significantly younger than a lot of the, the women that would be at these yeah. groups because i was 24 yeah. like that's not that young no but by compa- like i looked very young mm. yeah appearance wise yeah and a lot of these women were like in their early to mid 30s yeah and that seemed like a world away when I was that young. Honestly, I don't know. I can't speak for all of those women, but I think... And if, I know that you're in your mid-30s now, but, like... I would feel like, for me, I would be... I would just be... Je- I, that's just jealousy. That's the only thing I can think of, is it's just jealousy that you managed to get there earlier. Mm. But I don't know. Maybe that's just... I don't know if I'm looking at it. Like, I would have loved to have had kids at 24, but I hadn't found my Dave yet. But, you know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know if they're just being judgy because they think they're older and wiser, which is absolute bollocks. It's yeah. all bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, because it would be like I would show up to a baby group and this yeah. happened on a couple of occasions where I'd show up to a baby group and no one would really speak to me. Yeah. I was lucky in the sense that I think I went to all of the baby groups with people that I knew already. I don't think I ever went to one of my own. I don't think I would ever dare to go to one of my own. So if you are... If you are like considering going to a baby group on your own, I went to loads of stuff on my own. Well I did done. everything on my own. That's really brave because I wouldn't have. There's no way I would have gone with someone like gone on my own. So if you are going on your own, fucking kudos, mate. Well done. But also be prepared to be not spoken to. Yeah. You just got to be bullshit, haven't you? I think like yeah. I. It depended what mood I was in, but like there's certain groups I would go to, or maybe how much I felt judged. There's certain groups I'd go to. I would walk in and I would talk to everyone. And I'd yeah. make it known that I'd like, you know, chat, chat, chat. But then there were other groups where I'd go to and I'd be like, I don't feel safe speaking. I'm yeah, just gonna I sit don't want to speak to these people. Yeah, and that's that's horrible, isn't it? It is a really that's horrible this. position to be in. So um, going slightly off kilt from actual baby groups that are, you know, uh, established things that you that happen. Structured, yeah. Structured environments. Let's talk about just socialising in general. One of the things that we have got to talk about is the logistical nightmare that is a group of a gaggle of mothers if you will a gaggle of mothers with pushing prams, a fleet of push a fleet of push chairs going into a cafe yeah where oh, are we gonna park mama. them all where do the push chairs go i mean I, I we're talking about judgment right but i don't think i've ever felt more judged than in certain cafes in leicester and the staff and the way in which they treat a gaggle of mothers with a fleet of push chairs. <laughs> I have to say St. Martin's, I think, are very good. St. Martin's are great. Oh, yeah, St. Martin's are wonderful. They're they lovely. they just be like, yeah, park the push chairs. Put them wherever you stairs, want. We've got yeah. some high chairs. Do what you like. Yeah, but some are not like that. Yeah. Some are like, oh, ha- sorry, how many are there? How many of them are you? And then in other other cafes, it's not that they're like judging you or anything like that or they're... Yeah you know deliberately being unhelpful it's just that the cafes are not logistically set up to accommodate that amount of push chairs like i used to go to the exchange to a baby group on a friday morning oh yeah that one oh i never went to that one i heard bad things about that one i mean nothing really happened there was very (laughs) rarely people there just oh it's just darcy wants shit on the floor there hey no one would have noticed (laughs) no one would have noticed dark down there yeah um but there, there was literally like maybe two parking spaces by the stairs for your yeah. push chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's stay. You have to go down the stairs. The thing is, right, if you are cafe owners, yeah. right, I, obviously you can't proprietors. do any proprietors of a cafe. I know you can't do anything about your actual space and setup. I'm not saying that at all. But what I will say is this. New mums... Are willing to spend astronomical amounts of money on coffee and cake? New mums need fucking cake. 
yeah. on a regular basis, you are like 100% guaranteed revenue if you allow mums with their babies into your cafe because mm-hmm. they are going to buy caf- coffee and cake. They've got nowhere else to be. They are going to continue to drink coffee and eat cake until the cows come home. Yeah. So just make it easier for us, guys. Don't, don't like, look at us funny when our babies are screaming. Yeah. There's one particular place, which I'm not going to name, where it was like, actually, I, I was... Tell me where it is. I'll, I'll edit it out. I'll, I'll tell you. In a, I'll write, maybe I'll write it down. I'll write it down for you. But it was like, I remember going there with a group of mums and feeling really judged by a member of staff there. Like, the way that she spoke to us was... Oh, you told ver- me. Verging on, like, you know, like, uh, complainable. Yeah. And I spoke to someone about it and they said, oh, yeah, there's, there's been issues with that particular person. And that's been mentioned quite a few times about people with kids going in there and that person not being very nice to them. So it was like an actual issue. I think a great about. thing to do in terms of so- socialisation, P- picnics, park picnics. Yeah. So this is something I wanted to speak about is like seasonal things, because yeah. here's the problem. Parks are fantastic places to go with babies and young kids. Yeah. Not so much older kids if you're on your own because they're pretty boring. But, like, uh, to go as groups. Groups yeah. of mums, groups of parents. That one that we went to for Laura's Freddie's birthday, do you remember? The ba- They were all... What, a Ramona Which was park was it? Victoria Park. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where we had, yeah. like, a whole... Like, a feast feast oh yeah the feast yeah i remember the quiches yeah 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 yeah. and darcy and freddie darcy and both of the freddies were just shoving blackberries at their Mm. faces that was great yeah picnics are wonderful with babies if you've got a group and we took prosecco as well yeah i think we did yeah i think i remember there being alcohol involved yeah so parks are wonderful picnics are great you can stay there as long as you want but the problem is with that is it's seasonal yeah you can't go in the winter, winter time is just it's really hard work one of the things i really struggle with with like babies and pushchairs is like in the winter that pushchair just gets absolutely ravaged with like dirt and scum and you know like just horrible shit that you have to lug into your house every time you go outside yeah and the rain and the layers, like I know this because I'm an avid dog walker, but my God, the winter is really hard to go outside. It's really hard to go outside with babies and push chairs. Yeah. Or just like public transport, if you don't drive, put in the fucking push chair and all of its stuff in a car, finding somewhere to park, unloading all the shit, putting it back in. It's, it's really hard work. So yeah. that's why I think a lot of people do baby groups because it is easy in that sense, isn't it? Yeah. It's a like, lot of them will be like local, so kind of walkable from where they live. Yeah. I So here's something for you. Um, I never went to any baby group with Lola. Not one. So I think the dynamic changes, I'd be interested to hear other people's opinions on this on when you have a second child, mm. is that I just didn't, I didn't have the time or the, like I didn't have the time. Yeah. When was I when was I going to take Lola to a baby group when I had a three year old with me? I didn't want to take a three year old with me to a baby group. That's no. for sure. I didn't so need to like, make I'm friends. Bored. Didn't need to make friends. Already had those. Um, so yeah, I think like already had those. Don't want any more. Don't need any more. Thank you. <laughs> but it's like it's a different dynamic. It's like you. I've got a. I've got a, a kid to look at. Like you know, yeah. entertain this baby. I don't need to take it to sensory. And that's interesting, though, because of the specific age gap that you have. Yeah. People that have smaller age gaps, so say they, they have, like, two under two, mm. they will take them to baby groups. Yes, please. For example, if I was to have another baby, Darcy probably would be, what, seven? Yeah. At the very youngest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she would be at school yeah. so i would probably then yeah, go to baby groups yeah that's so true so that's but a if you have that it? like kind of two and a half to four year yeah. age gap that's when it that that kind of becomes yeah awkward Hard. then well, if your baby groups don't want your older kid there, yeah they don't want if it. your older kid is already at school great great you mm. can take the, the younger one to baby group but yeah. i think it's just that specific sibling sibling dynamic yeah that kind of makes baby groups almost redundant yeah totally redundant i mean i don't think i don't feel like i needed to i didn't like i don't regret not taking her to any she's absolutely fine i mean if you're worried one of the things i worried about with lola was like i'm not socializing her with other babies is that is that wrong of me i felt guilty about that but lola is about 
300% more social than Ramona is <laughs> and is 300% more confident in talking to strangers than Ramona is. So it's clearly not an issue. Yeah. You know, they've just got And also she's being socialised, like, with another child in the, ha- yeah. the house. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that's something that I've felt and do kind of still feel quite... Uh, not guilty about, but aware of, mm. is that Darcy is an only child and I know yes. that I'm well aware that she is a very stereotypical older like only child listen mate i was an only child till i was nine i am i've got only child syndrome even though i've got two brothers nothing wrong with us but there's little things wrong with us but but i'm like oh (laughs) you know but there's nothing that this is one of those things though isn't it it's it's all the same thing it's like the guilt of all these things nothing you can do about it no there's nothing you can do about her being an only child apart from having another child which isn't happening yet right but she's an only child it's fine. Nothing wrong with that. No, I think it. I has, love being uh, an only child. <laughs> I think it has definitely uh, contributed towards her personality in a great way. In a great way. In a great way. Can we just I, let's remind ourselves? I never mentioned this. It's on one of my pages here. I don't think we ever got round to it. Where is it? Let me find a quote from uh, dear Darcy. Where are you? Here we go. Why are you putting your fur coat on, Darcy? Because I'm security. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah. They were play- her and Ramona were playing a game where she was security, and then Ramona said, "Oh, then she picked up the big thing of keys off the table." Yes, she picked up a lanyard of keys. I'm security. Ramona then said, "Can we swap? Can I be security now?" No, I'm security. <laughs> she wanted to be security. Absolutely fine. What a legend. Um. What else do we want to talk about in terms of baby groups and all that sort of thing? Parks, walk... Oh, but yeah, baby carriers, pushchairs, prams. We've kind of touched upon this and the amount of shit you have to deal with. Mm. It is a logistical nightmare. I, I miss my pushchair. Darcy's five now. I fucking you miss can't my pushchair. put her I in a pushchair push chair no. so much. Because it wasn't just putting her in the pushchair. It was... I never had to carry anything. No, you could ever. go shopping. I just threw it in the bottom of the pushchair. I always wondered, like when I was growing up, I was brought up on car boot sales, right? They're the best thing going. What else would you want to do on a Sunday morning? The best. I I don't understand why there hasn't been a sitcom written about car boot sales. Another BBC. BBC, if you're listening. <laughs> We've pitched three different shows. Come on, BBC, what are you playing at? This is what we spoke about. There not being any great British institutions anymore. A car boot sale is one of them, my friend. Yeah. What a beautiful thing. I always remember growing up thinking, why would you bring a pushchair? Why would you bring your kids and your pushchairs to a car boot sale? It's a field. Yeah. Now I understand. Yeah. Now I've been able to like hang at least six bags full to the brim off the handles of my pushchair. Yeah, because not why. only. Not only do you have like the storage of your pushchair itself, you can also buy those giant carabiners that can allow you mm. to carry even more bags uh, on your pushchair. You're you're essentially like doing Everest. You're you're one of the what are they called? The like runners that that run up and down Everest and carry all the bags. One of those Sherpa. Yeah. You basically mums with pushchairs are the Sherpas. Whilst we're on the topic of pushchairs, I really want to do a shout out to one of the school mums. Oh yeah. At Darcy's school. Uh, so Louise, if you're listening, this is a shout out for you because she has the most majestic beast of a pushchair I've ever seen. She's is it like the monster truck of pushchairs. Yeah, she's got three oh. girls. Oh my god! So her p- pushchair <gasps> is fucking enormous. It is the size of a smart car. Oh wow! And, I've seen these things. They and, are beautiful. And she has like a, a, a buggy board attached to it, so her eldest will stand on that. Bloody hell! And then this woman was pushing it out of school yesterday yeah. and Darcy was like oh can I have a lift and jumped on the push chair she on the boogie board and she pushed her like halfway to our house okay first of all shout out Louise but can I just say for all of you fuckers out there who do CrossFit and go on endlessly about how good you are at CrossFit I think you should meet Louise first try and push four children try pushing four children on first. a chariot of a push chair da- especially through the suburbs of Leicestershire <laughs> Yeah, down those curbs the roads are not very good on our estate yes the the roads have not had much funding it wasn't even like Darcy asked if she could go on it she literally just like climbed aboard she must have such such a strong core that woman quads for days oh I want to meet her she sounds amazing (laughs) 
that's just like that what it's like i do like to be fair i like watching the crossfit games it is majestic to watch yeah me and my dad are obsessed with it. matt fraser if you're watching watching listening if matt fraser listening. if you're listening which you're not i'm single you're the, fit, you are the <laughs> fittest man on earth um i just it's just and it's not even like of course it's an attraction thing but mainly it's just a, i can't believe you can the do human that. body is physically capable your of human that. body is insane so all of I that i didn't realize that uh louise's human body was capable of pushing four four children well this is it and the, like, the push chair itself must weigh the same amount as a baby hippo she is like you know like the sword in the stone thing it's like that but for crossfit yeah. she's like the unknown fittest woman on earth yeah they're all going, oh, it's this lady here in America. No, it's not. It's Louise So from Leicestershire. Louise, we will be sorting you out with the fittest woman in Leicestershire. Badge. Oh, my God. I'm totally going to make you a badge, Louise. <laughs> Absolutely. CrossFit Games can get to fuck. Although, don't go to get to fuck because I quite like watching it. Um, I don't know if we need to mention anything else, do we? No, I think that's us done. This was supposed to be like a nice little fun bit of little interlude little interlude episode you know fun and games so um i'm gonna ask you what your love of the week is please uh, my love of the week is espresso martinis uh hasn't it already been i think it was one of my loves of the week yeah i think it can t- i think it's okay for espresso martinis to be our love of the week like once every three months yeah and i'm that specifically saying that because i've ordered the ingredients for espresso martinis to come to our house today because i've got Rosie, yes, coming round for a sleepover. Woohoo! I'm so excited, mate. I'm so excited. It was so funny because um, a couple of days ago, Sinead texted me to say, oh, I've made some notes on our episode about um, feeding and she sent me her notes through. And then she said, oh, and this is what I was thinking we could talk about for the Mental Health Awareness Week one. So it was all very professional. Here's my notes. I've sent you a Google document. And my reply was, okay. But more importantly, what are you wearing on Saturday night? <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit about Mental Health Awareness Week until you tell me what you're wearing whilst we drink espresso martinis. <laughs> She's still not told me. Yeah, we're going to have a... I still don't know. You still don't know? I'll help you, mate. Can I help you choose? <laughs> so we're going to have a girls' night tonight, aren't we? With a we couple are. more of the girls. We're very excited. Girls' night in. Yeah, MILF's night in. MILF's night in. We're going to drink lots of alcohol, eat some food, talk, sing, dance. It's going to yes. be great. If your brother decides to stay in the house, we'll just chastise him for the whole evening. Yeah. I think what we should do is and like... make him bring us weed. Basically that. So you know in that episode of Game of Thrones where um, that the queen lady has to walk through the... Shame. 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 We'll, we'll do that to your brother. Should we do that? I think, I think there is a good chance of him still being asleep on the sofa when me and you get home. So we can just walk in and scream, shame. I think shame. That's I think that's fine. What's your love of the week? Uh, my love of the week is my mum. Oh yeah, but let me tell you why though, because this is hilarious. Uh, this is about a um a selection of WhatsApp messages be- between me and my mother. Um, I follow a lady on Instagram. I think it's called I think she's called Good Manners Style, and she's basically just like wears really cool clothes and takes pictures. She looks lovely, but she's got that similar kind of like baggy young boy aesthetic thing going on where she wears yeah. clothes that are like a million times too big for her yeah and she posted a picture of herself wearing this like it was like a little crochet vest that she'd put on over a massive dress so she looked like uh, a peasant <laughs> in medieval england <laughs> a peasant. which is exactly the sort of style i go for yeah and my mum's quite good at crocheting and this like vest was made out exclusively of like crochet squares and she tagged it and i went on the website and it was like 100 pounds Right, so I sent the picture to my mum and said, "Would you like to make me? Would you like to make me one of these?" And she replied saying, "That's horrendous." <laughs> and I was like, "But you could make one for me." And she just replied saying, "Why? Why? Why would I make one for you?" And I was like, "Because I like it." And then she said, "It's a fashion crime." It's a fashion crime. And then I sent her another picture of another person wearing it and said, "It looks better like this." And she was like, "Barely." And then she said, I can have a go, but I still think you have questionable taste. (laughs) And then I said, ye of little faith. Anyway, I saw her yesterday and one of the first things she said to me was, okay, so what colours are you thinking about this crochet top? I've got some light dusky pink. So even though she absolutely categorically hates this item of clothing, she's still going to make it for me. That's very, very sweet. And still believes that I will look good in it. So that's why she's my love of the week. Thank you, mother, for your crocheting skills. And I will. I'm going to rock it. There's no, there's nothing you can do about it. 
Um, what's your loathe of the week, Sinead? My loathe of the week this week is turkey teeth. What the fuck are turkey teeth? You know how now, <laughs> now. there is a huge trend of people getting like veneers so yeah. that their teeth are like like really white perfect. yeah 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 sure and I know in a couple of episodes ago I was talking about Alicia Dixon's face and how Alicia Dixon has perfect teeth but her teeth you can tell are her teeth okay they're not like I think it's really interesting because there has been a lot of talk recently about how there are certain actors that you can't you feel like you couldn't cast in a period piece because their face looks like it's seen an iPhone. Sure. And I think yes. a massive part of that is the teeth, the so Hollywood teeth. Are there? Can you name any? Can you name and shame any celebrities that fit into that category? Every single person that was cast in Daisy Jones and the Six. Okay, I'm trying to remember the people in it. And every, any anyone that's ever been on Love Island. Sure. Why are they called turkey teeth? Because you can go to Turkey and get them done for cheaper oh, than you can get them... T- of course, turkey you know the country. I, mean? I was trying to imagine what a turkey's teeth look like and I was like, I'm pretty sure they don't have teeth. And, like, I just think it takes the soul out of someone's face. I think perfect teeth... Mm. You can have lovely teeth yes. without them being the, the bright, shiny, white, perfectly yeah, yeah. straight. It's like you look at Kira Knightley and her teeth aren't perfectly straight. Yes, but she's still beautiful. But she's still beautiful. And mm. I think that... And, like, Robert Pattinson has, like, weird little pointy teeth. And I love that because that gives mm. his face character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, Kate sure. Moss got slagged off at the Met for having, like, smoker's teeth. Mm. She's just a woman that's coming up to her 50s, yeah. has done lots of cocaine and smoked lots of cigarettes. Her give, teeth... Give her a fucking break. <laughs> her teeth look like normal people's teeth. It's normal the to have teeth. The woman has parted hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal to have teeth that are a little bit yellow or a little yeah, bit yeah. crooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. I quite like... And I really do think that having, you know, having these, like, quirks. fake teeth, mm. it just takes the personality out of someone's face. It just makes me feel like they're inherently untrustworthy. I think as well, like, when they're very, very bright white, it's hard to not look at them. So it's like you're not looking at any of the other bit of the face. yeah. I do worry though that like I it makes my teeth look incredibly yellow and haggard and disgusting in comparison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. I I would like to pay to have my teeth whitened. I would never get like what you're talking about. I'd love to get my teeth professionally whitened but it's very expensive, isn't very it? Very expensive. Aren't there lots of like horror stories about teeth going wrong in Turkey? Yeah. Like yeah well a lot of the time people will uh have work done that they don't need to have done Uh, so they will have their teeth like filed down into little pegs oh that makes me feel sick to have like fake teeth essentially put on top yeah whereas what they really maybe if they wanted that effect they could have just had like a bit invisalign and some composite bonding but because they want their results like that Mm, and i just think it feeds into the whole like filler plastic surgery pipeline and i don't have a problem with anything that anyone wants to put in their face but i feel like you know there is a certain homogenization to people's faces that are choosing to get all that stuff done like you know if you look at anyone that's been on love island or geordie shaw or well it's just another they have the same face it's like another um societal thing where they feel felt pressure to look a certain way and they've done that to themselves so let me ask you this this is I think this is a really important question and we're probably going to overrun again. Um, but would you ever have... I'm not talking about your teeth, I'm talking about your body and your face. Would you ever have work done? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I would. I've said this to Dave and he was like, what are you talking about? If I had the money, I would have a double chin liposuction. Yeah. That, that is my main issue like this. Me too, know? mate. I feel like I'm... You literally don't even have a double chin, Rosie. I don't know. I do In pictures like this bit here and it's like there's nothing I can do about it it's a genetic thing it's mm-hmm. in our family so is mine and I, I want it gone I want it I want rid and I go through phases where sometimes I'm like I absolutely need a boob job mm. and then other times I'm like my boobs are excellent why would I need your a boob boobs job? are excellent you don't need a boob job I feel like <laughs> I could definitely have a boob job because I've got none there but I know that it would piss me off because I'm so used to having no boobs Yeah, it makes unfor- unfortunately the sad reality is the smaller your boobs are, like it's physically much easier 
to deal with. Yeah. Like, you know, like exercise and, and back pain and all those sorts of things. It's yeah. like, I'm never going to have to have that worry. But the worry is like, I look like a boy. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, well, maybe a bit of preventative Botox to stop me from getting wrinkles and stuff. But I like looking at people's faces. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think taking some of that ability to express yeah, yeah, yeah. away. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like people like um like Adrian Brody, the actor. Yes. He is beautiful oh because he's got such a great big stonking nose. I love his but great that's big stonking what he's, nose. That's what makes him beautiful. Yeah. And if he didn't have... He would not be nearly as stunning if he didn't have that massive nose, you know? Yeah. I think that's what makes people st- beautiful. I, I, Properly it, beautiful. It gives me a real sense of, like, the uncanny when yeah. I see the same face replicated on so many people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, by all my or by all means, if you want to get lip filler, get lip filler. Mm. If you want to get Botox, get Botox. Like you'll look great, you'll smash it. Yeah. But <sighs> there's something about them teggies. Yeah, I just love the variety, the natural variety of what mm. people can look like. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that is yeah. being taken away almost by kind yeah. of how stringent the standard the beauty standards are becoming and how normalized getting turkey teeth and lots yeah. of cosmetic work done there's still the, there's still this great big issue as well with like women aging so uh, the the really obvious um uh example of this is um quite recently keanu reeves's um partner yeah they're like oh she's she old she got gray hair how dare she how dare keanu reeves be with someone who's got gray hair and it's like... And she's still, what, like six years younger than him or something? Yeah, and it's like, well, she's got grey hair, she just hasn't dyed her hair. Yeah. What do you think happens to our hair? Like, I think... We don't dye it. This is a bit of a, a, a touchy subject for me at the minute, because as you know, I'm coming up to 30. Yes. I'll be 30 Oh, December. woe is you. I know, I know, but <laughs> it's like, it's a big birthday, yeah, isn't course. it? And it's yeah. making me feel like I'm having some sort of existential crisis yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. yeah. And it's like, I look at my face and I am logically aware that I look young for my age. You do, yes. But I will still like stare in the mirror and like look for signs of getting old. And yeah. I feel like the skin around my eyes is getting softer. It's like, I can't put eyeshadow on the same way I used to because my eyes are so crinkly. Like I remember when we were at Pride last year, you were putting glitter on my face. Yeah. And you were like, Sinead, your face is so... Taut, tight, tight, and and bouncy. bouncy. Yeah, you've got great skin. You've got absolutely glorious skin. And I'm like, is my skin still taut and bouncy? Yeah, you've got the skin of a six-year-old, mate. I don't know what you're complaining about. This is another thing. Again, we're going totally off kilter, and I will stop talking. But I do want to make this point because I know a lot of people have food issues, um, and like you know, self-image issues. And I feel like the the more I age, the the smaller I want to be. And it's almost like if I the older I get, if I can just be tiny, then that will somehow make me seem younger. Mm. Which is insane. Skinny old people look older. Very mental illness of me, (laughs) Sinead. Very mental illness of me. But it's like all of those things that are like floating around us as, you know, female presenting well, just people in general. It's like it's it's just really sad, isn't it, that we're going through all of this. It really is. Um Shall I tell you my loathe of the week? Seeing as we've just done all of that. Yes, please. My loathe of the week is Ramona. <laughs> and her new new favourite thing is saying, well, the main thing is it's the trampoline, right? Yeah. But it's this. Her new favourite thing is saying, Mummy, 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 watch this, Mummy, watch this, Mummy, watch this. And then you go, yeah, and you look up at her and then she just screams at the top of her voice. <laughs> I just, I just, oh my god! It's the, it's the, mummy, watch this thing, mummy, watch this, and then they do like a, a, a I don't know, she jumps. Darcy's favorite isn't, isn't mummy, watch this. It's mummy, 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 mummy. I need to tell you something, and then you can tell that she, she doesn't want to tell me something. She's trying oh. to desperately then think. Oh and my I go, god! Yes, Darcy, what would you like to tell me? And she's like, you can see the little cogs working in tell her me evil it, little tell mind. Tell me the thing. Tell me the thing you were going to say. And she's Nothing. Like, um, you know, sometimes 
I just think... <laughs> Do you know how often Ramona does that to me in a single day? I'm going to lose my fucking shit. It drives me insane. And I'm just like... And also, I'm like, why do you have to tell me that you have to tell me something? Just tell me it. Just tell me the thing. Just mummy, tell me it. Mummy. Mummy. Mummy, watch this. Watch this, mummy. And then you go, yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. Ah! <laughs> and then also... Stop wasting my fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got stuff to do. Yeah. Do you want dinner? Stop screaming at me. Yeah. I'm trying to make out like it's some kind of party trick. Look at this. The other day, she did this. I, you're not going to see this on the podcast because it's for your ears. But she did this, Sinead. She went like this. She went, Mummy, 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 watch this. I went, OK, I'm watching. And she went... Like <laughs> uh, Just uh, for your information, listeners, it was profoundly disappointing. She put her hands on the floor and, and stuck one leg out. And then she like looked at me like, look what I've just done. I was like, oh, Harry fucking Houdini. I can't. Oh, I'm so sick of it. Shall we go? Yes. <laughs> I, I love, honestly, I, I love my children dearly. But the, the, the next time that she says, mummy, watch this and does like a jump spin. I will shut my eyes. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to leave home. <laughs> honestly, I don't, I don't care. You're five. It's fairly normal for you to be able to spin and jump at the same time. <laughs> There's, there's nothing wonderful, like, that you ain't winning any gold medals for I'm not for that it. impressed. I'm not that impressed. That's oh, it. And on that note, Rosie, <laughs> shall we go and get drunk? Let's get pissed. Woo! Yay! Robert. Oh, no, wrong no, one. Wrong, wrong one. one. <laughs> so, thank you again, everyone, you. for listening yes, to us you. ramble on. Uh, oh, if you want to follow us, you know where it is. At Amateur Milf Society. It's it's some it's variation. It's in the description. The, the, we're called the Amateur Milf Society. You will find us if you type that. It's really Google. not that difficult. It's not. And I have faith in your intellects. And please remember to send in your parents say the funniest things. Yes, please we need do. need some of those because we've already given you loads of those today. Yeah. Lots of parents saying funny things to their children that you never thought you'd say. Also, subscribe and like and review and share the shit out of all the things please please and um, yes we're going to drink some espresso martinis now and I can't wait I will not be held responsible for my behaviour this evening Sinead I can't wait Rosie thank you very much goodbye bye bye